0: Okay, I, I think we're ready to record the podcast. Did you read those new podcast guidelines I sent you?
1: Uh, I just glanced at them.
0: Glanced at them? Those guidelines came directly from Omni Consumer Products. They said violations would be dealt with harshly.
1: Ooh, I'm so scared. Uh-oh. Please put down your microphone. You have 20 seconds to comply. Um, <laughs> Jason, there's a giant robot in my apartment. <laughs> You
0: now have 15 seconds to comply. And I you are warned in you. Of podcast code I put the microphone seven. down! You now have five seconds. To Quick, go, Steve! Five, find the find some stairs! Three, two. One. I am now authorized to use physical force. I'd buy that for a dollar. Ah! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, its reputation is good. Right, Steve? It
1: sure is. People seem to really like this movie.
0: Yes, they, they really do seem to like it, huh? <laughs> what what movie do they seem to really like, Steve?
1: It's it's a an action, futuristic, sci-fi, thriller. Social commentary. Social commentary, satire. And movie
0: anti corporate
1: anti corporate satire
0: neoliberal Neol-
1: <laughs> from the 80s
0: <laughs> called
1: called robot cop robocop please cop.
0: take this seriously what is
1: it <laughs> ro it's robocop it's robert cop robert
0: <laughs> robert cop
1: <laughs>
0: bob coppertz that's right based on the um mexican knockoff toy line that actually had a toy line of RoboCop called Robert Cop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who happens to be a cyborg? It's just coincidental.
0: That's right. It's not really important. No, it's RoboCop. RoboCop. Ro- RoboCop. The original yeah. RoboCop. Yes. 1987's RoboCop. Not yeah. that thing they made a few years ago.
1: No, no. Not that that overlooked Joe Kinnaman vehicle.
0: <laughs> Where they went, huh, let's take out all of the other stuff and just make it a sci-fi movie about a robot man. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no one likes their social commentary in their science fiction, <laughs> no. right, Steve? That's that's you know it's so
1: alien to see that sort of thing in science fiction.
0: <laughs> it's right, yeah. RoboCop. RoboCop, a good violent one. Yeah. Hey, Steve, do you have any? Do you have any trivia for Robot Cop?
1: I do have some Robot Cop trivia. Yeah. <laughs> so the Robot Cop costume that yeah. uh, that that Peter Weller wears in this movie was actually too bulky for him to fit inside the police car while he's wearing it. And mm-hmm. as as we know, there are several shots in the movie of RoboCop driving in the police car. So to get those shots, Peter Weller had to sit in the car wearing only the top half of the RoboCop suit. And his yeah. his bottom half, he was usually just in his underwear. So Yeah. Keep...
0: In fact, if there were any shots where he didn't need to be in the full costume, yeah. he wouldn't be for one very important reason. It was
1: incredibly heavy and uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: And it took a long time to put on, and he has to pee uh, every once in a while. So any full shots, they, they take the time. I think it took like 13 hours to get him in it or something like that. Oh, yeah. And he was literally screwed into the damn thing. To get him out, they'd have to unscrew him and take apart all of this other stuff so he could go pee. So those long torso shots, they saved him. <laughs> make sure, make it good. Well, that was pretty good trivia. Anything else, Steve? I have a couple
1: more, yeah. Um, yeah. So the movie was, initially, it was going to be rated X. And uh, because this was 1987, this was actually three years before the MPAA introduced the NC 17 rating to replace the X rating, and it was going to be rated X for graphic violence. Go figure. Um, And the producers actually had to recut and resubmit it 12 times. Before right. they finally got that more commercially acceptable R rating. Because if it had been rated X, the movie would have just completely died. And no theater would have Guess which shown version it. I own. Which, <laughs> which version do you own, Jason?
0: The version, and most of the major cuts came from when they were killing um, Alex Murphy.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because that is a really, yeah, it's a very yeah, graphic scene. Um,
0: they So the things that weren't in the theater was like when they blow his arm off Mm -hmm. and when he's staggering around with, uh, with his hand shot off and the final scene where they created an animatronic in which it whips around from the front to the back and uh, Clarence uh, Boddicker blows his head off, you know, basically blows a hole straight through his head. Yeah. Um, that stuff got cut out. Yeah. Because it was going to be X-Rating because the MPAA was like, oh, too, it's, it's too bloody. Your robot man <laughs> movie is making us uncomfortable.
1: Uh, I think the MPAA was probably more like, <laughs>
0: oh, holy shit, what, are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) okay you had more trivia more trivia let's go yeah
1: okay i got one more thing and this is a fun one um the as as a lot of as a lot of people know uh the the tagline that was on the poster for robocop one of the one of my favorite cheesy action movie taglines ever is part man part machine all cop
0: Oh, that's I love good.
1: that tagline. Um, it was, however, not the first choice. An early tagline which the producers considered for well, RoboCop: "Mostly
0: machine, most- bits of a man,
1: <laughs> kind of a cop, sort of not really." I mean, if you think about it, no. Um, the, never went to law school. Never went to law school. <laughs> um, they they were they initially considered making the tagline uh, "Dirty Harry with ball bearings." No, they yes, can't. they did, but they dropped this because they were afraid that Warner Brothers or Clint Eastwood would sue them for trademark infringement for mentioning Dirty Harry without permission. So uh, How dare they? They're going to call it what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's great yeah. trivia. Mm-mm. you always got great trivia, Steve. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you.
0: All right, you ready to find out who made it?
1: Let's do it.
0: Okay, it was directed by Paul Verhoeven, and he's also directed such classics as Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Starship Troopers, and Showgirls. Yes, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> so, you know, a little hit and miss in terms of the filmography.
0: But if you view them all as satires, they're great. That's true. It was produced by Arn Schmidt. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing. I can't find anything for him. Nothing. <laughs> Written by Edward Newmyer, who wrote Starship Troopers and then the 500 direct video sequels for Starship Troopers.
1: <laughs> Gotta get paid.
0: And Michael Miner, starring Peter Weller as Alex Murphy slash Robocop, and you've seen him in The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Um, Naked Lunch and Star Trek, that movie that isn't the Wrath of Khan, but boy oh boy, we wish it was, (laughs) but it didn't turn out that way. He's the
1: evil Admiral. Star Trek, the
0: needlessly dark.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well they called it Into Darkness and they meant that shit.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, Peter Weller wasn't the first choice.
1: He wasn't. To play him, no. Who were some of the other possible choices?
0: Rucker Howard.
1: Oh, well, hey, okay, I could see that.
0: Yeah, but I want this next one more. Okay. Michael Ironside. Oh, man. <laughs> he would be so great as Robocop.
1: I could totally see that. It would have been different, but it would have been cool.
0: Would have been different, but guess why Guess why they didn't get the part?
1: I don't know. They took one look at the costume and said, fuck you.
0: No, they <laughs> needed the money. And Michael Ironstein will do anything. That's true. <laughs> I, what, what? The cost, they were too big. Oh. They needed a skinny guy.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, gosh, that makes sense. get
0: inside that metal suit. That makes and sense. So that's why Peter Weller got the part. Nancy Allen is Annie Lewis. And you know her from Carrie and all of the RoboCop sequels. And she's had bit parts in a lot of other movies, too. You'd recognize her. Yeah. Dan O'Hurley as the old man. And he was in Failsafe and Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Cox as Dick Jones. And you know him from Deliverance. Yeah. And Beverly Hills Cop. And Total Recall, and a shit ton of TV. Oh boy. And Star Trek. Yep. And just, a, and uh, this was. Um uh, Paul Verhoeven have been cast against type because up until this point Ronnie Cox had always played the nice guy neighbor, you know, the local, you know, local businessman who's, you know, basically nice guys. He was always being cast as nice guys. And then everyone realized, wow, he's a really good bad guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's true. This he cuz nowadays he's more you sort of think of him as like the heavy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's yep. true. He wasn't he wasn't typecast as that until this. Cuz he
0: plays the bad guy in Total Recall yeah. as well. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah.
0: Okay, Kurtwood Smith. As Clarence Boddicker, and you know, him from the 70s show. Mm-hmm. That's all anyone ever. They forgot all about Clarence Boddicker. Yeah. And also a whole bunch of TV. Oh, boy. And he got this because he was also cast Type. He was usually, up until this point, cast as the brainy guy or the scientist or. <laughs> You know, middle mm-hmm. management employee type of guy, and um, the reason why he wears glasses in the movie, yeah, is because he uh, is because <laughs> Paul Verhoeven wanted him to be reminiscent of Goebbels.
1: Oh, oh, interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miguel Ferrer is Bob Morton. TV. Oh yeah. TV. Twin- and a lot of a lot of voiceover work for cartoons and stuff.
1: Twin Peaks.
0: And Twin Peaks. Boy, you, hey, this is my. This I'm, is I'm my sorry. I'm time. sorry.
1: I'm sorry. That's your
0: time over there. This is my time up here. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry you, Okay just you, you. Erase this part And you say You Twin Peaks. made
0: me Invoke a Goonies <laughs> Reference
1: You quoted Sean and You oh, quoted Sean oh, Astin Stop it
0: This will end <laughs> Paul McCrane As Emil Antowalski. And Towowski um, And He's from Fame And ER hmm. Ray Wise oh, As yeah. Leon Nash And you know Him from Twin Peaks Especially Yes right? Very much so uh Jesse D. Coins is Joe Cox, TV. Calvin Jung as Steve Min, nothing. Michael Gregory is Lieutenant Hedgecock, lots of TV. <laughs> and commercials and geez Louise. For a long time, if they needed a black guy that had three lines in a TV show or they needed a black guy for a commercial, he was that black guy. <laughs> Especially in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Okay, Robert DoQui as Sergeant Warren Reed. He was in Nashville. Mario Machado as Casey Wong. And he has the distinction of being the first Chinese-American on-air reporter. Really? He's actually a newsman, yeah. Wow, wow. that's cool. Yep. Um, Lisa Gibbons as... Why is she in this? Lisa Gibbons <laughs> as Jess Perkins, the the news lady. And uh, you all know her for Entertainment Tonight mm-hmm. it's, uh, Felton Perry as Donald Johnson, and he was in Walking Tall and Magnum Force. Uh-huh. Lee Dubrow as Sal, lots of TV, and S.D. Nemeth as Bixby Snyder, nothing. <laughs> music by Basil Polidorus, and we re- listened to his music when we reviewed Conan. And we'll hear it again when we review The Hunt for Red October and Free Willy. Oh, boy. There's something to keep you up at night. One day we're going to review Free Willy. <laughs> Yay.
1: I, I, I can't wait. <sighs>
0: <sighs> Cinematographer by Yoss Vacano, and he was also the editor on Das Boot and Total Recall. Edited by Frank J. Jorast. I don't I said it wrong the first time, I'm saying it wrong again this time. He also edited Die Hard and Basic Instinct. Production company Orion Pictures, distributed by Orion Pictures, it was released on july seventeenth, nineteen eighty-seven. Running time one hundred and two minutes. Budget 13 million. Adjusted for inflation, twenty-nine million. Box office fifty-three point four million. Or adjusted for inflation, one hundred and twenty million dollars. Didn't even make the top ten. Yeah. For that year, a lot of garbage made it to the top,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but this one stuck around.
0: I glanced at it. There ain't a single one of those movies that we'll ever review on this fucking show. <laughs> being being popular don't make you an automatic classic, do it? Oh, Steve.
1: not at all. Not at all.
0: All right, Steve. Come on, let's go. Let's. Let's get on our police uniforms and our helmets and our visors and our guns. Okay. And let's get on our Ford Taurus and let's patrol (laughs) the streets of Detroit. Yeah, And we will be okay because we know we got Robocop as backup and we can always go on strike if we don't like how we're treated. That's right. (laughs) And let's tear ass into the movie Robocop. Steve? Take it away.
1: Well, before we get too far into things, it's time to watch the evening news on the Exposition oh, channel.
0: Oh, <laughs> so good, can, yay. So we
1: can set up some of
0: the premise here with our... Hey, did you know that if RoboCop didn't exist, Frank Miller wouldn't have been able to write the Dark Knight Returns? Really? <laughs> because he totally stole the whole, let's use Exposition as news reporters in almost all of his fucking comics.
1: <laughs> Are you sure that RoboCop didn't steal it from him because Dark Knight Returns was before this? Was it? Yeah, it was 86.
0: Oh, you son of a bitch. You ruined my joke. I'm
1: sorry. Cut this out. Just cut this out.
0: I'm not going to do it. Do I ever do that? When you tell me to cut something out, don't I just double it? (laughs) Make it louder?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. What I just said was really offensive and insensitive. Cut that out. Okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) I've added echo to it. (laughs) I've put music under it. Um... (laughs) No, so we get we get we watch the news, and mm-hmm. uh, the news brings us up to date on how things in Detroit uh, aren't aren't going so great. Um, Wait,
0: is this right now?
1: Uh, and it it seems like it's in the future. Are you sure? They never they never say you know what year it is, but it seems like it's because right. they talk about like old Detroit, and yeah. and they talk about this. There's this corporation, the Omni Consumer Products Corporation, or OCP. They uh, love their toothpaste. Yeah, yeah, that that you know, it seems to be sort of taking things over and running things in Detroit. Like the like, police Like department. the police department. <laughs> um and there's a so 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 uh, a lot of police have been killed lately. Three police officers were recently killed and another mm-hmm. one is is in critical condition at the hospital. Yeah, Um,
0: but he identified his his assailant. Yeah,
1: Clarence Boddicker.
0: Yeah, and you're like, is that my third grade science, (laughs) teacher? Yeah, I know, right? Mr. Geist? (laughs) My God. I mean, I knew they weren't paying you enough, but Jesus. (laughs) This
1: is a little over the line, don't you think? You
0: went all Breaking Bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kurtwood Smith is the one who knocks. Um,
0: Unlike real life. In the future for this movie, Detroit is perfectly fine. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Um, and we also get, uh, yeah, I think we, we get like some TV commercials and stuff and just sort of get a sense of, you know, like, actually, that, I mean, the, the opening, the little prologue here with, with the news and the TV commercials goes on for a couple of minutes. Like, it's yes, it does. it's a few minutes before we get like a proper shot of... You know, the movie, um, but, right. but we get everything set up, we know what's going on. Detroit life in Detroit's not going real good, cops are getting killed. Nope. There's this Clarence Boddicker guy who's like a big crime boss type of guy, and, okay, yep. got it. Um, here
0: comes OCP and, yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, and then we cut to the police department, yeah, in uh, the Metro West district of, of old Detroit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is where they it's uh, this is like the bad part of town, this is where a bunch of these cops have been killed, and, and we meet the new guy who is Alex Murphy. Uh, who has just been transferred? Yep, Irish cop. Yeah, yeah, Murphy. Hi, <laughs> it's me, Alex Murphy. Top of
0: the morning to you. I'm, I'm Alex Murphy. I'm here. Who <laughs> de I Shows hope they don't over. turn me into a Shows robot. Shows
1: over, nothing to say here. You run along, go about your business.
0: <laughs> oh my god. You little <laughs>
1: bastards.
0: They turned Police Chief O'Hara into a robot.
1: <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. We don't need to be lighting the bat signal tonight, do we? What happened to the rest of my buddy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, we meet Alex Murphy, and he's like, hey, I'm here, and, and the guy behind the desk is like, Hi, welcome to hell. Yeah. I hope you have your life insurance paid, and you kissed your kid, and you <laughs> hugged your wife, because you're not going back there alive.
1: What he actually says and was, uh, he, he, he says, We work for a living here. And it's like, oh, well, fuck you too, buddy.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And he meets and, uh, he meets his uh, his partner, his new partner. Yeah,
0: beating up some perps in the, yeah. in the bringing him in. She's like, "Stupid We don't know it's a girl until she takes off her helmet. And she's all like, "I'm a girl."
1: <gasps> and this is uh, Officer Lewis
0: yeah and he's like you guys are partners and she's like okay right yeah now we cut to OCP yeah Omni Consumer Products and we're in a big boardroom. yeah and everyone's like I wonder what we're we gonna see and I'm like I don't know I hope no one dies this time and it's like that would be refreshing and then we <laughs> see and then D- Dick comes up and Dick is like the second in command right and there's an old man who's kind of like Ronald Reagan if he didn't die his hair yeah exactly and he's like show me what you got and he's like okay I'll show you what I got I got a big old robot and, and this robot comes in and that robot his name is Ed two oh nine, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, This is what we're gonna use to help pacify the urban setting. It's this giant robot yeah. that can't fit through regular doors <laughs> and can't go downstairs. Is and probably can't Okay, guys, about three years ago I did a review on the science of Robocop and it got a really good grade. But the Ed two oh nine is the most ridiculous piece <laughs> of hardware.
1: I mean my my favorite part of it is that in almost every scene in the movie where you see the Ed two oh nine it's indoors. This thing should it's never <laughs> ever be indoors. It's like this giant no, this what? it's like this gigantic like a fucking you would see in a sci-fi movie that took place on Mars. This would be like mm. a, a astronaut equipment. It's this massive thing and it's just in this corporate <laughs> office. Just got, stomping it, it around. It walks on these
0: two big chicken legs, it growls like a tiger, yeah. and, <laughs> yes, and it, it has this Baritone voice, and if, if it hadn't had this accident that we were about to see in the movie, and I use this joke in my review of the science, but exactly how, what kind of law enforcement robot is this? Because I can't picture the Ed 209 being called out on a domestic dispute call, having to ask questions like this. <laughs> who hit who first? Did you hit him first, or did she hit you? <laughs> you know how you get when you drink.
1: You know, ma'am, there's nothing we can do legally, but one of these days, he's going to kill you.
0: <laughs> and he has to say it from the front lawn, because there's no way he can get inside the house. <laughs> it's,
1: oh, my God.
0: But anyway, he's this big robot, and it's got guns for uh, guns for arms. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to demonstrate how this robot works. <laughs> nothing and- could
1: go wrong with this.
0: Okay, so, uh, let's see. Vice President Expendable, can you get up, please? And he's like, yes, sir. Pick up that three fifty-seven Magnum and, and point, point it, it at, at the, the robot. killer robot. Point it at the armed, presumably untested robot, that, would you?
1: That for some reason we have loaded with live ammunition for this demonstration.
0: <laughs> In front of the board! <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. So the guy's like, okay. And he picks up the gun and and he points it at the robot.
0: Yeah. And and, And Ed 209 goes, put the gun down. And he's like, okay. And he drops the gun. And he said, no, seriously, put the gun (laughs) down or I'm going to shoot you in 15 seconds. And everyone has a freak out. Yeah. Now, the man could have very easily just ran right out of the room. Right. The Ed 209 is not that. (laughs) It's not live. No. It's, It's not really made for quick, nimble thing. No, you could, like you could
1: dart around behind him and be safe, yeah.
0: Right, but before they can turn the robot off, the robot shoots the guy. Yep. Shoots him a lot. Yeah. Shoots him until after he's well dead. Yeah,
1: so really, the lesson is he's just like a regular cop.
0: You were—you promised me before the show you weren't going to make this play.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I, it
0: would be terrible. You said, Jason, I'm going to rope it in for you because <laughs> be... I know how, how uncomfortable it makes you when, when I start talking bad about cops and Wouldn't shit. Wouldn't it be and... terrible
1: if someone used the occasion of RoboCop to make political statements? <laughs>
0: Because RoboCop definitely did it. It's
1: totally apolitical.
0: It is not a commentary about anything. Not
1: at all. It's just a flat, shallow action movie. It's literally not a
0: German filmmaker rubbing our own culture into our filthy, (laughs) disgusting faces. No, of course not. Anyway, they shut it off. The old man, the leader of the company, is, like, a little disappointed. He's <laughs> like, this is supposed to work. And Dick's like, I swear it's going to work next time. I swear. We yeah. only need, like, 15 more executives to test it out on, and we'll be yeah. we'll be good to Just go. Just need to work out some of
1: the kinks, that's all.
0: Uh-huh. But someone steps up, Steve, right? Yeah, yeah. Who, who's that? Who steps up?
1: It's, uh, it's Miguel Ferrer's guy, Bob Morton. Bob steps up and
0: he says, hey, I got an idea for a better guy and it's better and we can go right away and it's better. It's better than <laughs> Dix. Dix is stupid. Mine is great. Dix is so stupid. Look at that dead guy. He's got holes blown all the way through him. My guy won't do that. He'll be super cool and everyone will love him and kids will want to give him a hug. Some kids will want to be him and they'll want to own toys of him, which is totally inappropriate. There should be no toy line for Robocop, but they make it into two animated series. How? Why did they do that? Why didn't it ever become an animated series? This was an X-rated violent film. How in the... F- How do kids even know it exists? An animated TV (laughs) series.
1: Some changes were made.
0: And he's like, I'm green lighting that. And he's like, yippee. But Dick's all like, Oh I don't, I don't like you. I don't like you and I don't like what's happening. So then we cut to, to where?
1: Uh we cut to Lewis and Murphy, right?
0: Yeah, and they're sitting outside and they're jibber jabbering and, and Murphy's like twirling his gun. Yeah, and he and he, he explains like,
1: that his son likes that. His son
0: Actually yeah. And then he fesses up that he kinda likes to do it. Yeah. He like he thinks it's cool. He
1: thinks it's important and, for kids to have role models.
0: And she's like, I'm imprinting on you right now. And he's like, okay. Because we're besties now. We've known each other for
1: three hours. Like Ten we're minutes, good. yeah.
0: We're best friends. We know we, I'd die for you. I'd die, I'd die for you. And he's like, Jesus Christ. Let's
1: just back up. Okay,
0: God, I'm married. All right. Like, <laughs> all right. But then, oh, no, a bank's been robbed. Yeah. And Batman and Robin are in outer space or something, they can't go to the <laughs> bank robbery. No,
1: so Murphy and Lewis are on the are on the trail.
0: That's right. And we cut to a van. And um, Clarence Bodicker's there, and all of his hench guys are there, and he's and and Clarence is upset because they burned the money. Yeah,
1: Oh, you dipshits! Now we we can't spend burned money.
0: He, he's he's not quite like that.
1: No, he's <laughs> he's a little more abusive than that. You piece of shit, motherfucker! We can't. You burned the money. <sighs> But who's, who turns up behind him? It's, uh, it's um, uh, Murphy and Lewis. That's yeah. right.
0: Now it's time for a gunfight. And they start shooting at each <laughs> other from the van and stuff. And Clarence Boddicker takes the guy who burned up all the money and he throws him onto the <laughs> cop car. Throws him at the cops. Hey, you know, do what you got to do and they use the wipers to get them off and they just keep <laughs> chasing him. and they chase him into this old steel mill.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And they they call back and they say, hey, can we get back up? And they're like, no, a monster came up out of the lake and we're, we're fighting that right now. No one can come. Everything's chaos. There are zombies in the lower corner. There's no way we can send anybody, please. Oh God, the, the the zombies are starting to steal stuff out of the Macy's. We gotta go, okay? Look, the helicopters have become sentient. They're just picking <laughs> off people left and right. We're, you're on your own, okay? I know this guy is, like, wanted. He's the most number one wanted criminal. but, you know, you guys will be fine. No one, You guys will be okay. Okay. Oh, God, they're coming my way.
1: (laughs) Your call for backup is important to us and will be answered in the order it was received as soon as an operator becomes available.
0: (laughs) So they decide to go on their own. They they go, do you want to go in? And they're like, well, we can wait for backup forever and they'll get away. And they're like, I'm sure nothing will happen. And they sneak into the steel mill and... um, she the what's her face? Lewis. Girl. Lewis he's a dick. Yeah,
1: yeah. She finds one of the gang and he's 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 taking a pee. He's taking a pee-pee. He's taking a pee-pee, and she's like, drop your Johnson and reach for the sky.
0: And he's like, Come on, isn't there isn't life bad enough in Detroit? Can't I get a moment's peace to urinate
1: <laughs> in my own abandoned steel mill? And
0: then she looks down yep. at his pee-pee. And, and, and learns baby. a very
1: important lesson. Don't look at the pee pee. Don't look at the pee pee.
0: There was an entire semester in, in, in cop training school about not looking at the pee
1: Yeah, it's basic training. You just, you have to remember your training.
0: That's right. It's called the the pee in you. Yeah, exactly.
1: So he takes advantage of that momentary lapse and he knocks her off over a catwalk and, you know.
0: <laughs> a common tactic used by criminals is to flash their pee-pee <laughs> so that they can knock you unconscious.
1: Do not, under any circumstances, look at the pee-pee.
0: <laughs> Here is a test. Did you look at the pee-pee? <laughs>
1: Oh shit. Yeah, so she looks at the PP and she gets Clarence knocked the fuck stone out.
0: stone of the Modesto Police Department looked at the PP. <laughs> Here's his autopsy <laughs> photo. It'll be,
1: ah! oh, it'll be like signal 30. It'll be like a like a, a driver's edge film.
0: It'll be like edged weapons that police uh, inf- informational video <laughs> that leaked to the internet.
1: Don't look at the PP.
0: A <laughs> dog comes running up. Do you see the PP? <laughs> Anyway, so she gets knocked unconscious. Oof. Yeah. And then they capture Alex Murphy. Yeah, he
1: runs into everybody else. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and and they're like oh well you know what we outnumber you it's okay you can go home it's fine right uh, they're kind and gentle they share a sandwich they talk about you know the similarities their upbringing it turned up both Murphy and Boakker both had abusive dads and they just went different ways because someone entered into Murphy's life early that set him on the straight and narrow uh-huh. and Boakker's like oh I wish I had that growing up uh-huh. right that's okay. that that's what happened see, movie over. your
1: your movie see my movie didn't have that scene in it, Did my, it? my movie had the scene where they all gang up and and murder Murphy in a really horrific and violent and sadistic way. Okay, I,
0: yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I think my brain changed. Yeah. Because it, it is they, perhaps <laughs> one of the most upsetting on-screen deaths ever. Filmed. Yeah. They
1: they blow his hand off with a shotgun.
0: And in my version, they blow his they arm. They blow off. his arm off. Yeah. And they shoot him for a really they, long they, time.
1: They they scarface him. I mean, they like mm-hmm. they they pump him full of lead, and he's still alive mm-hmm. somehow. And then Boddicker shoots him in the head.
0: Yeah. And then Lewis comes up, and she's like, oh, no, oh, my shit. best friend. <laughs> oh, no. How do I live without you? And then it turns into a musical. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to the ambulance. And somehow, Alex Murphy is still yeah, alive. I know, right? He's just laying there, but he's alive. But we're getting a POV shot right. of him coming in and out of consciousness as they do all their life saving stuff. And he's having flashes of memory of his wife who looks really upset and his son being dumb. I don't know. <laughs> and then eventually he, they call it. He's dead. Yeah. He's dead, Steve. He's the dead. end of the movie. Yep.
1: Uh oh. And he didn't even get robofied yet.
0: No. No, so yeah,
1: he he dies. They call the time of death. Uh his the POV shot goes black. But then it starts up again, except it's different now. It seems like it's through a video filter.
0: Yeah, thing comes up, you hear a beeping sound, yeah. and there's all these hot scientist ladies all around. <laughs> yeah. they're like, "Oh, we're making you a perfect man." We're
1: turning him on right now.
0: I think I turned on the wrong movie. Yeah, it's different.
1: <laughs> this is yeah. You you turned on one of those other versions.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: no, but we like Bob Morton is there, and he's like looking down, and he's and somebody says, "Hey, good news, Bob. We could save his I arm." T-
0: I typed into the computer RoboCO. I didn't look oh, at what the last two, last letter was. Okay,
1: that's what that's what I happened. I made an
0: assumption and I was wrong.
1: That's what happened. <laughs> it was an accident, and then I accidentally It was
0: an accident that I watched RoboCock instead of Robocock. <laughs>
1: and I accidentally watched the whole thing and saved it to my computer. And this was about five <laughs> years ago, and I've watched it several times since.
0: And didn't know the difference. I just never realized. Anyway, so now we're watching him. Yeah, like yeah. you said, they saved his arm, and he's like, "Get rid of the Fuck arm. The we don't arm. need the arm. We only need a few chokes he's, of him for this he's thing." He's gonna work. have robot
1: arms, you fool! We're,
0: we're peeling his face off and sticking it on the outside of his robot face. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Saw the back Get of his head off arm. while you're at it. And it goes through all of the stuff that they're doing, right? They're like, "Oh, here's what his arm's gonna be like," and it crushes Bob's hand. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Everything about this is making him excited. He's so happy oh, yeah. in his work. Oh yeah. Until when RoboCop gets up and they're all cheering. Oh, there's a Christmas party where he gets the kiss from the ladies. And then you know she takes her clothes off. She starts dancing around. Nah, so you're on the, the robot. You know, yeah, you're doing the ro- it's oh the wrong movie again. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh Jesus, that's a good movie. Well, you'll send it to me. It's just you know I'll, I'll watch it. The way he ends Boddicker is much different <laughs> in that movie than in the real one. Yeah. Anyway, I bet. uh he's walking around there like whoopee. Cut to what?
1: Um the police station. Yeah, that's right, because this is his his big public unveiling, right? He arrives at the police station, yeah. and he comes walking in, and at first we just see him behind frosted glass, because mm-hmm. they're really cute and coy about revealing him at first, which I thought was kind of cool.
0: I, I really loved it, because yeah. it put the cops... The cops were running through the station to try to get a look at the guy. Yeah. And that's basically emulating the same feeling we're having because we really want to get a good look at Robo. Yeah, exactly. Want to know yeah. what it looks like?
1: The cops are all running around, going around corners, following him, trying to get a good mm-hmm. look at him. And finally, there he is in like a cell where they have a chair yeah. set up for him and like all it's kinds of like monitors. Like a chain link fence yeah. around
0: him, and he's got a little high chair for him to sit down so he can make his poopies get recharged <laughs> and have some baby yeah. food. If yeah, yeah, because
1: he he eats baby food.
0: That's right. And they're like and one of the guys loves it. He's eating that baby food like it's going out of style. Yeah. And they're like when you're not when you're not doing anything you sit in the chair and he's like oh, I understand. And he's all like a robot. Yeah, and right? and Morton
1: asks him to state his three prime directives and his three prime directives are serve the public trust, protect the innocent and uphold the law. But then on That's right. on screen we can see his little point of view display, there is also a fourth directive that is classified. Oh, mm-hmm. I wonder what I wonder I wonder if that'll get paid off later. <laughs>
0: Nope. Anyway, so <laughs> then they're like, "Let's let's put him on the street. Let's get him killing people." Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah." And he goes walking through, and the police sergeant is like, throws him some keys, yeah. and he's like, "Because he, they're like, get him a car." And he's like, uh, "I think he's so heavy, he's gonna crush the suspension yeah. in one of the cars." That never comes up. No. He's like here's some
1: keys. He just drives yeah. a regular car. Yeah.
0: And he tears ass around there and he's driving around. And we got the great music where it's like clanking and stuff because the the <laughs> the composer took the robot thing real yeah. seriously. <laughs> yeah, for real. And then
1: and we, we get, you know, sort of the, the RoboCop version of the standard montage from the superhero movie where, you know, he's like Superman flying around stopping all the robberies. You know, here we yeah, have Yeah, Frissy
0: stops a robbery at a mom and yeah. pop store. Yeah. And this is where we need to bring up something that they flash to in the, in the movie a lot, to the point in which it is a meme for the film, and that they keep cutting to what is a god-awful, god-awful sitcom yeah. about some really ugly, weird man <laughs> constantly getting sex from scantily clad women, Yeah. throwing around sexual double entendres, and the catchphrase for that show, stands, Yes. What is it?
1: I'd buy that for a
0: dollar. Now, this came out right before Married with Children. And when Married with Children came out, I said, oh, everything in RoboCop's coming true. (laughs) Oh, shit. Somebody
1: just actually made the show. (laughs) They said, hey, that looks great.
0: Why (laughs) Why doesn't somebody just make that as a real show? Uh And it
1: ran for nine seasons.
0: That's right. It did. Anyways, so he stops a robber guy, he bends his gun, and then he throws him into a freezer and just leaves. Apparently, yeah. He's like, thank you for your cooperation. Uh, Kill him or something before he wakes up (laughs) like this, I don't know.
1: He's your problem now, citizens.
0: Then a lady wearing a terrible wig almost gets raped. Yes. In which they cut off some of her hair, and they're going to cut off her dress, and and then Robocop shows up, and he shoots a guy in the dick through her (laughs) Through her
1: legs, yeah, yeah.
0: And what I like about this scene is that it wasn't a throwaway scene because it wanted to um, present um, some character development, quote unquote, for Robocop to the point in which, yeah, he's real good at his job, but he don't got no compassion or nothing, <laughs> do he? No, not not for the perps, not at all. N- not well, and not for people well, either. Well, that's true.
1: Although he does offer to contact a rape crisis center for the woman,
0: but it's like a robot. Yeah, it's like exactly. Said, He's playing you like are in... obviously under distress. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will inform a rape crisis center. I do not center. know
0: how to comfort you. <laughs>
1: You will not get what you need from me.
0: Right. And then the last thing he does, because no one knows that Robocop's running around on the streets, is that one of the council members in the city has gone crazy and taken everybody hostage, including the mayor. Yeah, And Robocop drives through the police caution tape. All the dumbass reporters run up and asking him questions like, are you invulnerable? <laughs> and the SWAT guy's like, what are you, what is, What how, what is, who is that? Why? Who? Did anyone, did I get a notice about there being a robot man in the police yeah, force? I'm
1: like the captain oh. of the SWAT team. I should have been informed about this.
0: And Robocop just says, keep them talking. And it's like, I guess the robot man's in charge now. I'll just do it.
1: <laughs> Robocop is in command here.
0: Robocop goes in the building and then breaks through a wall and grabs the guy and punches him out a window. And now we cut to more news.
1: Yeah, and it's the RoboCop show
0: That's right, because everybody's talking about RoboCop Everybody it's loves awesome. RoboCop And it's one of my favorite scenes, and it's so perfect They show RoboCop at Lee Iacocca Elementary <laughs> yes, School. which is
1: hilarious in and of itself And yeah,
0: And he's with a bunch of kids And one of the reporters asks RoboCop Do you have anything to say to the kids of Detroit? And what does he say? He says,
1: stay out of trouble <laughs> <laughs> Good advice, sure
0: Thanks, RoboCop Because if
1: you break the law, I will kill you
0: hmm Cut to OCP, o- o- right? Yep. And everyone's going to the bathroom. Yeah,
1: and Bob Morton is excited because he's the the RoboCop program is such a success. He's he's on the upward track at the at the company now. He's got a key That's to the right. executive washroom.
0: And one of the guys is like, "You better watch out for Dick because Dick Dick is he's a hungry business animal and he'll eat you up." And he's like, he's nothing, and I'm stupid. Yep. And, and 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 he also smells. And I've seen his dick, and it's tiny. And he doesn't really have any balls at yeah. all. He shrank up into his body a long time ago. Meanwhile, people are running out of the bathroom. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: because it turns out the, the aforementioned... The legs we saw in a stall. <laughs> yes, the aforementioned Dick Jones has been taking a shit in one of the stalls. He's
0: been, he's been taking a poopy, and, and he's been listening to this whole thing.
1: And when he stands up and and walks out to wash it. Hands, why he's not very pleased with Bob Morton. No, he scares
0: all. off the other guy so bad that he doesn't stop peeing before he, <laughs> yeah, he runs he he away. Zips and he zips it up and he has himself himself a wet spot. Yeah. And Dick's like, you know what? When I was a young executive, I used to make fun of the old man. I used to call him Cockknocker and what a dick suck. And oh, I'd just love to kill him. But I always said it with respect. (laughs) I used to always
1: talk about how I dreamed about fucking his wife so she could know what a woman's (laughs) supposed to feel like, you know.
0: That's right. In front of him from a helicopter (laughs) as he falls to his death. But never with respect. With With respect. you cross line buddy boy and they're and he's all like well you're gone cuz it was important to the old man that the machine fucking worked uh, cuz Dick said <laughs> he, we had contracts with the military spare parts for years who gave a fuck if Ed 209 exactly
1: worked? he exactly he's pissed because his his cash cow has been <laughs> has been sidelined but, yeah exactly
0: hmm, i wonder if this movie's pro-business. Huh? Is it a pro-corporation I movie? I don't think it
1: has anything in particular to say about that <laughs> subject.
0: No. Anyway, then we cut back to robo Yeah. And, and Robo Bobo is sitting in his high chair, and he's got a tummy full of uh, baby food, and he's recharging. And he had himself a little nightmares.
1: Yeah, he started having dreams about uh, when he was murdered by Clarence Bodiger. That's right. Yeah.
0: And it made him upset a little bit. And the dumb scientists are reading newspapers or something. Yeah. They don't even see that his dream is actually being projected on the screens that they're supposed to be monitoring. Exactly. Until he gets up like Frankenstein. Yeah.
1: Rips out, rips free of the chair, and just goes stomping through the police station.
0: Who does he run into in the hall? He runs
1: into Lewis, and she has suspected before this that that, that RoboCop was actually Murphy. And now that she's actually mm-hmm. up close, she says, "Murphy, I know it's you." And he first she asks him his name. Yeah, she she says his name, and he he says, "You know what? Could I help you with?"
0: You don't deserve my yeah. name. Get out of my way. My name
1: is RoboCop. First name Robo, last name Cop.
0: Mr. Cop, Mr. To you. Mr cop to Get you. Get out of my way, officer
1: cop, if you please.
0: <laughs> and then she says, "Murphy, it's you." And that sets him back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's
1: like well, he registers that. He's like, "Oh." Hmm.
0: But then he has to leave. He says, "I must go somewhere a crime is happening." Yes. <laughs> Which is ostensibly true.
1: That yes, that is accurate.
0: And so he leaves. But then the guys who have figured out that he had a dream, they're freaking out. And they're like, what'd you do? And she's like, I didn't do it. I asked him his name. He didn't know his right. name. And he's like, you're in a lot of trouble. Because RoboCop's got in the car and he's driving off again.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And who does he happen to run into, Steve? Well, uh,
1: there's a member of, of uh, the Boddicker gang, Emil, who stops at a gas station to gas up his bike and figures, as long as I'm here, I might as well
0: rob the joint. Yeah, I may as well. He doesn't rob the joint. He does. He takes the money, but he's mostly just harassing the poor yeah, college student. Right?
1: He's like put. He has a. He has like an Uzi, and he's like waving it, you know, in front of this guy and making fun of him for you know reading a book and whatever and.
0: Uh, Asking him if he thinks he's smarter than right, he Right,
1: yeah, and so RoboCop pulls out Pulls up and uh, Pulls his gun and he says uh, He says the same thing that Murphy said When he first mm-hmm. found them in, in the uh, The steel mill, which is Dead or alive, you're coming with me
0: And then, what's his name? The guy yeah. recognizes him and he's, like, and he's like, we killed you, you're dead yeah. <laughs> Why are you alive? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in so much trouble Oh, no, you came back better? That's not how these things were. (laughs) Why? And then uh, he gets on, and this confuses Robocop. And he jumps on his motorcycle, and then he... tosses his lit cigarette into the gasoline that he's spread all over the place and he drives off and then the ga- and the gas station explodes don't worry about don't worry about student guy we we do get a shot of him running with his books in his brain right he animal. gets out yeah yeah and then robocop says oh no he did and he shoots the motorcycle and he goes flying into a car and then he walks up and he grabs him and he says
1: who are you right yeah yeah who are you who do you work for or something like that and but but That's he right. can't say anything cuz he's he's all messed up
0: he's all messed up bad, yeah. but not that bad. And <laughs> is this when Bob dies? No, I don't think quite yet. I think first RoboCop
1: goes back to the police station and looks up everybody's files. Yeah, he yeah. goes
0: back and he does face recognition software type of stuff with his giant metal middle finger that's also a spike that comes out of his yeah. hand because that's how you access computers in this in this future yeah. time is that everyone carries around a gigantic metal spike that they cram into <laughs> they the computer like r 2 d his penis and he just... <laughs> Jiggle it around for different information. Yeah, exactly. And he identifies that guy, and then he goes over his known accomplices, and it's all the guys that killed him. And then he sees Clarence Boddicker, and he's like, oh, Clarence, I wonder what he's up to. And he looks down, and he sees the name Murphy as one of the people that he's a suspect in killing. And then he looks up his own profile, and he's like, fuck. Oh,
1: man. <laughs>
0: And it's got his old address and stuff on it. It also says that he's deceased, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: So he he takes a little trip down memory lane to his old oh. house, which is now empty because it's being sold because his
0: for sale. his wife there's and for sale bots. Inside. Yeah, there's a
1: for sale there's for sale bots that are like, what a great house!
0: Don't you want to buy the house? It's great. Ignore the fact that the guy who owned it before died, but this is an up-and-coming neighborhood. It's really great. And if you walk in here and you have the ability to flashback electronically, <laughs> you'll be able to see scenes from Halloween and, <laughs> yeah. and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's great. And he's going through there, and he's being peppered with memories, yeah. Right. Yeah. taking a picture with his kid. He finds a burnt up. So there's a little bit of, like, backstory that they don't bother to explain. Right? Yeah, right. Like, there are flowers and stuff that have been burnt up and left on the counter, yeah. and one of them is a partially burnt-up photo of him, of Murphy, his wife, and his kid, and he flashes back correctly of his memories of that, because it's in first-person. Yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. Thank you, movie. Yeah, thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for doing that one thing right that almost every movie does wrong. <laughs>
0: he has flashbacks of his wife saying she loves yeah. him and stuff. And that really fucks with him, doesn't Yeah, he
1: it? punches out the sailbot.
0: So there is a fantastic bit of acting in this scene that I'm bringing up now, and that is after that last shot where he's walking down the hallway and he makes it seem like he is more agitated than his fucking metal body will allow him to move. Yeah. He's moving like he is being tormented by this body that won't move. I have no... Peter Well is a great actor. Yeah. Okay? but this bit of physical acting from him is fantastic because RoboCop does not have a fast setting no Okay? No. he's 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 not super fast but he, there's so much power in the whole fact that he's he's confused and he's agitated and he's kind of upset so upset that he punches the robot sales guy in the face he's not really a robot he's just a tv screen yeah. he punches a bit of
1: face now does bob die yeah now we cut to bob's <laughs> house and he's hanging out with some hookers
0: that's doing right doing some blow. couple of hey now wait a minute what? we don't know if they're that's hookers that's true Look, there's
1: two, two, um two
0: very comfortable yes, women female companions who are very comfortable with their sexuality yes and who they choose to sleep with and they're doing a sharesies on Bob Morton that's right and there's a lot of cocaine there's involved there's quite a lot of,
1: there's a, a Hollywood-esque level of cocaine involved <laughs> um, until until there's a knock on the door and who should show up but Clarence Boddicker
0: and he's like, hey, you want to watch a movie?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And he tells them to leave. Yeah. Very politely. Very, very
1: politely, with great respect.
0: <laughs> they leave, and um, he then shoots Bob in the legs.
1: A mm-hmm. couple of times, yeah.
0: Few, yeah, like five. A bunch, of,
1: a bunch of times.
0: Uh-huh. And then he puts in a little DVD so they can watch a little DVD. They can Netflix and chill. Back when Netflix sent movies to your house. Remember yeah, that, kids? exactly. Probably not, because I'm old. But back in the day, <laughs> Netflix used to mail you movies.
1: And then you had to mail them back.
0: You can keep them for as long as you want.
1: <laughs> um, and, yeah, and it's it's uh, it's Dick Jones on yeah, TV. He's Jones. like, hi, Bob, you're fucked.
0: I hate you, and you're going to die now, you stupid. <laughs> and Bob's like, I'll double whatever he's paying you and all this other stuff. And, and he, Clarence doesn't care. No. He's like, he puts a grenade, like a futuristic grenade down and he like leaves. And then his house blows up and Bob is dead. And no one says anything and there's no funeral. Nope,
1: Bob (laughs) is gone from the movie.
0: But RoboCop goes to a nightclub because he wants to put his boogie shoes on and dance around, <laughs> right. right? Well,
1: he's looking for <laughs> he's looking for Leon, one of uh, one of Boddicker's gang, the Ray Wise character, mm-hmm. and he grabs him and he's like, "Where's Boddicker?"
0: Actually, Ray pulls out a gun, points it at him, he knocks it out of his hand, and another dancer just grabs it in midair and starts dancing with the gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Then Leon tries to kick him in the nuts, stupid. Mm-hmm. Nah. I'm, breaks his foot, and then Robocop says, I have some questions and grabs him by the and hair and drags it him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to drugs. Oh, boy. We're in a drug producing place. It's a, right? it's
1: a cocaine factory. That's right. Yeah. And
0: they're pulling cocaine in little bottles and. Clarence uh, is there, and he's talking to the guy who makes all the cocaine and he's like, listen, well, this is something we forgot to mention. The reason Robocop exists is because they got to clear up all the crime so that they can build new Delta City. Right. Which, they're going to tear down old Detroit and they're going to build a brand new corporately owned city in its place It's perfect in every single way, right? Steve? Yes,
1: which which will, and, will yeah. also someday be the plot of a Batman the Animated Series episode. <laughs> so, there you go.
0: And also, it's something that never happens no. in four movies. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. Yes. Detroit is always on the brink of bankruptcy.
0: Detroit is always on the brink of building Delta yeah. City. But I think it's a corporate boondoggle. Mm anyway, so he's saying, hey, yeah, we're going to have all these construction workers and stuff there, and I want to control all the coke, and we're going to have a deal, and then they pull guns, and they're like, no, no, let's do this, let's come to a deal, and this is about their, come to a deal, there's a knock, knock, knocking on the front door, right, Steve?
1: <laughs> yes, you could you could call it that. Yeah. It's it's more like RoboCop um, breaking the big, heavy door down, mm. and and he's, he comes stomping in, and he tells like everybody... Like when
0: Christ broke into the temple to confront the moneylenders.
1: Exactly, It's it's, it's it's literally the same scene
0: it's literally it's the same scene
1: <laughs> this is my father's house creeps
0: <laughs> <laughs> He tells everyone to put their guns down and come quietly. They're like, fuck you, and they all start shooting and shooting, and RoboCop kills a bunch of guys. <laughs> yep. Except for the guys that don't need to be killed, because they don't. Like, his, his sidekick guy, one of them dies. Yeah. The Chinese guy dies. Yeah. Black guy just falls into the boxes and goes, ugh! And then Clarence Boddicker gets the shit beat out of him. Oh, yeah. RoboCop is, like, reading him his rights while throwing him through windows. Clarence is like, you can't do this! I work for Dick Jones! Yeah, he's, he's, laying, he's like, yeah, Dick Jones from OCP. OCP owns the cops. And uh, it looks like uh, Robocop's going to kill him, huh? Oh, yeah. Until he says what? Clarence Boddicker says, you're a cop.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah. You can't kill me. You're a cop, yeah.
0: And what does is, what is Robocop say? I, I, am a co- I, am I am a cop. And he stops killing it,
1: right? I am a cop.
0: And he brings them into... Because now everything's going crazy at the police station because they're talking about going on strike. That's right, yeah. Because they're not getting paid well, they're getting killed out on the streets, they have no support, almost as if the corporation that owns them is intentionally undersupplying them so they can replace them with their own robotic police force.
1: Now, that would be just a really underhanded... You don't think a corporation would do something like that, do you? And
0: that by forcing the cops to strike, they could then say they're all fired, and then they could bring in robots to replace them because we've never had an industry that ever did that and certainly not in the 80s and certainly not in detroit
1: no (laughs) but this movie is not political it's not political (laughs) why do people keep saying you know you keep trying to read politics into things it's just a silly action movie with nothing to say whatsoever that's
0: right it's about a guy with a gun and walks around and he's a robot man that's a cop
1: that's right
0: that's all it's about
1: god can't can't people just enjoy a movie
0: Anyway, Robot comes in with Clarence Boddicker, and he throws him up against the desk, and he's like, book him. Yeah. And the guy's correctly asks, what's the charge? (laughs) And what does he say? Uh, He's 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 a cop killer.
1: He's a cop killer, (laughs) yeah. But not a RoboCop killer.
0: No one can kill me. I'm great.
1: (laughs) I am invincible.
0: Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm about to make a critical error. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Exactly. So now, okay, so RoboCop can record everything. Right. That go, that he encounters, right? Yeah. And so he goes to OCP and he goes yeah. up to the top floor to go talk to Dick. Yeah. Dick Jones.
1: And for some and reason, we keep cutting back and forth and Dick knows RoboCop is coming, but he doesn't seem all that worried. How does he know he's coming? Uh, oh, because, because RoboCop has a tracking device.
0: Yeah, a little iPhone thing that shows yeah. everything where he, where he is, except there's nothing on the little screen that says what those streets are. So it's just <laughs> a little green dot moving around a bunch of red lines. Yeah, exactly and uh, RoboCop comes up and is like, hey, uh, I'm arresting you yeah. for aiding and abetting, and he's like, you "Better arrest me then."
1: <laughs> Go and ahead.
0: RoboCop goes, "I'm gonna do it." And he's like, "We'll get over here then and put the handcuffs on me." And he's like, "Here I come!" And then what <laughs> happens, Steve?
1: Uh, what happens is RoboCop, the Directive Four thing, flashes on his vision, and Uh-oh. he and he's like, he kind of freezes and starts like malfunctioning, mm-hmm. and and Dick Jones says, "Ha ha, jackass! Guess what?"
0: This is my contribution to your programming. Yeah,
1: I added this to your programming. Directive 4, the classified directive, says that you can never arrest any senior executive of OCP. Uh-oh. So suck on that.
0: And now here's my friend. Yeah. ed 209 come on out and from the bathroom i guess <laughs> he's,
1: he's i love that he's keeping this robot this giant
0: killer robot in his office uh-huh and then so now ed 209 and him have a fight and what i mean by a fight is that ed 209 shoots him f- shoots rockets at him and and punches him around the place yeah oh yeah. Right? Until Robocop correctly surmises Ed 209's greatest weakness.
1: <laughs> he can't
0: walk so, downstairs. That's right. Stairs. <laughs> he must be like, stairs, my old foe. Oh, no. I will conquer you this time. Tries to go down the stairs, falls down, and squeals like a pig. Yes. He's now trapped on his back. And we're like, phew. But Robocop goes back to the garage and what happened?
1: Uh, there's a bunch a bunch of the cops are down there they have him surrounded apparently the SWAT been, team yeah, the SWAT team is down they, there they've been ordered to take him out
0: that's right. And the other cops are like, You can't do this, he's a cop, right? Yeah. And they're like, Shut up, he is not nice his robot man. They're like, You shut up, he's a cop. He's good. We love him. He's our robot palad. You don't do that. And they're like, Shut up, gonna kill him anyway. And then they all start shooting at him, right? Yeah. And that's not good. And Robot no. Cop's trying to get away and he falls down and then a guy comes out and one of the SWAT team members said, Give him forty lashes and he's like, You won't live past 40, and then they start whipping him, and he's on the ground.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: But then RoboCop gets away. He falls down to a few floors of the thing, like rolling. Yeah. And a cop car comes up, and we're like, oh, no, someone's gonna put one right into a central processing unit, but no, who is it? It's Lewis. And Lewis runs up and helps up this guy that probably weighs around a thousand pounds but she helps lift him up <laughs> and support him as she gets him in his car and says, let's go right steve yep
1: and she drives him away to safety
0: yay <laughs> then we go back to ocp and they're cleaning up and clarence Bacher's out of jail
1: yeah his the, the ocp lawyers got him out
0: yeah and he goes in there and dick's like i want you to go kill the robot man and he's <laughs> like fuck you that's your problem not my problem and he's like oh yeah well um, remember our deal is that when we build Delta City, which we're probably not doing, but I don't care. When we build Delta City, <laughs> you're going to be the guy who's going to be in charge of all the prostitutes yeah. and all the drugs and all of the gambling. Oh, you know, all the fun stuff. And you're going to make so much money. And then Clarence is like, okay. And so he gives him his tracking device. And then Clarence says, do you have have any access to military hardware? And then Dick says, we practically are the military. And there is no political commentary in this movie.
1: Of course not. (laughs) You're just reading too much into it. These are just characters saying things that have no context or meaning at all.
0: That's right. Art if he doesn't didn't say mean that, any. then we'd have to have this whole thing where he's like, Well, I know some some, you know, uh, arms dealers that would be willing to sell me. I'll, let me get make a phone call and then we have that extended phone call scene where he's trying to get armament to kill the robot guy, and that just makes the script too long, right?
1: Exactly. That's the reason he says that. Yeah. That's exactly. right. It exactly. would destroy
0: the forward thrust of the of the plot. That's you, the
1: keeps it the clean. The only reason. <laughs> the only reason.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, then um, we're on the street, and all the guys that, that Robocop has arrested are also out of jail, huh? Yeah,
1: and they all got some new cars.
0: And also, old Detroit is tearing itself apart. Yeah. Because all the cops are like, at midnight, we're going on strike. Right. And so people are like looting and blowing stuff up, and Clarence shows up, and he's like, hey, look what I got. And they're like, what is it? And it's like, and they're like, it's, it's a giant gun that shoots like a cannon and has no kick.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it blows up everything it hits.
0: And then, like, yay, let's go kill Robocop, right? Yep. Then we cut to old steel mill. And it- Car drives up, but it's and and it's Lewis. And yeah, she's got stuff, and she's like, "Here's your gun." And he's like, "And we see RoboCop, and he's like fixing his leg." Yeah, and she's like, "Here, I got you baby food." And he's like, "I don't, I'm not, don't, I'm not hungry." Yeah. and he's like, "Here's your gun." And he's like, "Oh goody!" And here is a uh, power drill. And he's like, "Great!" And he takes out these big screws out of his head, and he takes his helmet off, and we see the horror mask that is his face.
1: <laughs> yes, we do. Yes.
0: Where they literally just took his skin off his skull and just slapped it on top of a robot. <laughs>
1: that seems like that's what they did. <laughs> yep.
0: And he's like, she's like, it's good to see you, Murphy. And he's, and he keeps talking about Murphy in the third person.
1: Right. He says what happened to Murphy's wife. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he says that he can feel them, but he can't remember them. But I distinctly remember him remembering them. Yeah. Those were just feelings. House.
1: Those were just feelings. Oh, very, okay. Very, very specific non-memory feelings.
0: And then Louis Moose goes to sleep and then he shoots at some baby food and he can't hit it because his his tracking is off and she helps him with that and then ding dong Clarence Boniker showed up hooray right time for a fight time for a fight and then they shoot a Robocop and then Robocop's like can't catch me I move at three miles an hour and they're like go quick (laughs) and Clarence gets into a car and he starts driving around and Lewis is chasing him and then um, uh, the guy from the gas station sees RoboCop standing in front of a giant tank that says Toxic Waste and he's like I'm gonna run RoboCop over and and have no contingency plan of running into this Toxic Waste thing <laughs> <laughs> RoboCop moves out of the way, hits the toxic waste thing, and all the wa- toxic wastewater goes through it and kind of melts him real bad.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's fast-acting toxic waste. <laughs> He's not
0: happy. He's no. dying, but we hate these motherfuckers. We hope they all die like that at this point. Yeah,
1: it's not too upsetting. And then, yeah, uh, uh, Clarence Boddicker like accidentally runs into him with his car, and the guy first just he splatters. runs into Leon.
0: He runs into Leon, and he's like, "Help me!" Oh, yeah, he's yeah. like, "Get off me! Don't touch me!" Then he wanders into the street, and Clarence sees him, and he hits him, and he explodes like yeah. a a balloon, like filled a water with balloon. Gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that makes Clarence Boddicker run off the road and flip over into some kind of big lake.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, like a drainage or like ditch a or shallow, something.
0: Like a shallow, like a shallow filled with rusty, gross water. Yeah. And um, Louis gets out of her car, and she's like, I'm just going to stand here. And then <laughs> Boddicker gets out of the car and shoots her. Yeah. And she falls down. Oh, no. And she rolls down the hill into the water. And we're like, oh, that water can't be good for your balls. <laughs> and she's nope. like, "Um." He'd, what happened? He had one of those big rocket guns and yeah. he drops that. Yeah. And um, Clarence and then Robocop comes out looking like he's walking on water. Um, and... <laughs> he's like, hold it. And Potiker's like, okay. And he throws his gun away and he says, okay, come on, arrest me. And and Ro- RoboCop's like, I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah, I ain't arresting shit. He's a, I'm he, says, arresting I'm, he
1: says, I'm not in arrest mode or something like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> Meanwhile, Leon has climbed up to a crane where there's like a big um, crane clamp that has a bunch of metal in it and he's moving it over RoboCop and we don't know that. Right. And Clarence is pooping his pants because he thinks Robocop's about to kill him. And then Leon drops all the metal on top of Robocop and he's like yay I got him but then Lewis had grabbed the cannon gun and shoots Leon and that explodes Yeah and then Clarence Boddicker sees Robocop trapped under the metal and he's trying to get out and he grabs this conveniently located sharpened metal rod (laughs) and he jams that into Robocop and he's like, oh no, you didn't and then he takes out his super deadly um, uh, USB port the metal spike that comes out of his hand and he jabs it straight through Clarence Boddicker's neck and blood starts squirting out all over the place (laughs) Robocop's covered in his blood and he falls over and he's dead dead yeah and Lewis is like I'm all messed up and Robocop's like you're look at me
1: <laughs> shut up he has a great line I think he says something to her like they can fix anything these days yeah, they <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. they'll fix you they can fix anything they can fix anything yeah and then they, you see him and he's about to move the metal yeah Cut to OCP. Dick Jones is like, well, Robocop's out of the picture. He's all failed. Now we're ready to send 20- Ed 209s all over the place. I'm on top of the world. Nothing can get me. I'm super great. Nothing can stop me. I even have an Ed 209 downstairs guarding the building. Cut to Ed 209 downstairs guarding the building. Robocop drives up, shoots the cannon, blows off its head. <laughs> <laughs> That's the <laughs> and end its of legs just Legs just kind of walk <laughs> around for a couple of <laughs> seconds. RoboCop comes up to the boardroom and he kicks the doors the doors to the boardroom open and he's like I'm here to I'm here to arrest Dick Jones the old man's like why and he's like this is why and he sticks his he sticks his data spike into the computer on the wall the data spike that still has Clarence Boddicker's blood all over it <laughs> yeah he sticks it into the wall and he replays the tape because Dick did something stupid when RoboCop came upstairs yeah he he, they,
1: he explicitly confessed to killing Bob Morton. Yeah.
0: I killed Bob Morton because I liked to, and I thought it was great. I masturbated on, on his burnt corpse, and I have a videotape that I'm going to show you now. So they're watching like a videotape in a videotape. And, and I, but first I put a mask of the old man on him because I thought that'd be funny.
1: Watch, watch. Here comes the money shot. Oh, yeah. And now
0: here's an extended video of me pushing orphans off the top of this building. I know we said it was a freak accident, but it was really just me bored on a Saturday. Here's a music anyway, video
1: remix I made of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Dick freaks out, grabs the gun, the same gun from the first scene, right? Yeah, yeah. And he points to, grabs the old man, he points it at the old man. And Robocop says out loud, My my directives prevent me from arresting any OCP officer. Right. right. Grabs the old man, points the gun at the old man's head, stand up against a window. And he's like, I'm going to get a helicopter. <laughs> You're going to give me the helicopter, and then me and the old man are going to get in the helicopter. And then once we're flying away, me and the old man are going to have a nice long talk about what it means to actually love the second game command instead of constantly being disappointed in him because he knew that my father did not approve of me. And I thought that approval <laughs> (laughs) from him and he never gave it to me i tried to make the best robot i could but that's what's gonna happen and what does the old man say
1: the old man says dick you're fired
0: And that erases the directive, don't it?
1: Yeah. Robocop says, thank you. (laughs) And then he shoots Dick Jones out the window.
0: The old man gives him an elbow into Dick Jones's gut. That's right. Gets out of the way. And then Robocop shoots him like five billion times. He hits the glass. And then he turned into a stop motion dummy. Yeah,
1: his arms got real long.
0: His arms got way long.
1: (laughs) It must must be the force of the fall. Must have been gravity stretched his arms out.
0: And now he's dead. Yeah. And the old man's like, good shooting, son. Right? <laughs> yeah. What's the, your the name? Guy, the other, Bob Morton's other partner is there. And he's oh, like, yeah. He's and so, so a thumbs happy. thumbs up to everybody. He's so <laughs>
1: happy. It's hilarious. High
0: fives people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is like giddy.
0: And what does Robo-C- RoboCop say when he asked, asked when the old man asked him his name?
1: He says, he turns to him and he says, Murphy.
0: And then he walks away.
1: Yep. Cut to credits, end of movie.
0: Cut to credits, end of movie, no stinger, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, how uh-huh. do you feel about this bleak, <laughs> dystopian future where corporate greed rules the country?
1: <laughs> yeah, that would never happen in reality.
0: Where Detroit has become a hellhole that no one wants to live in. The crime has run rampant. How do you feel about the movie RoboCop?
1: Isn't it great when somebody takes what could easily be the premise for a big dumb action movie and turns it yep. into a big smart action movie instead? <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's, right. <laughs> that's what this movie is. Like it's such mm-hmm. an enjo- it's such an enjoyable movie. And I love that because it's enjoyable on different levels. There's, th- I, I identify about three levels at once that the movie works on. And obviously the most basic level is it is just a really, really fantastic action movie. Um, it's, it's really, you know, gory and over the top, this like sort of delirious crime movie. Um, Mm -hmm. it's really, all the action is really well staged, well shot, well edited. Um, there's some great, funny one-liners in the script. The performances from the actors are all fantastic and they all know exactly how to approach this material. And I'm glad that you mentioned Peter Weller's performance earlier because he is so good in this. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember there was, I I saw uh, Michael Keaton told a story uh, at like a a Comic-Con panel or something a few years ago where he said that when he first got Batman, he was having trouble figuring out how to give a performance in the Batman suit because that first Batman suit was like really heavy and restrictive. He couldn't turn his head. He couldn't turn his head. It really affected his movement. And he talked to Peter Weller about it because Peter Weller had done RoboCop and Peter Weller said, just work the suit. And, mm-hmm. and that's what Michael Keaton did in Batman, and that's what Peter Weller does so well in this movie. He takes the, all the disadvantages that this ridiculous, bulky, heavy costume puts on him as an actor, and he turns them into advantages. Mm -hmm. You know, because like you said, there's that scene where he's leaving the house where it feels like, God, he wants to move so much faster, but Mm -hmm. he but he just can't. And that and it works for the character. And uh, he just gives such an amazing physical performance in addition to just, you know, what we normally think of as acting and the way he delivers his lines and interacts with the other characters. He's really, really good. so it works on that level. It also works as a satire and it's satirizing a whole bunch of stuff at once. It's not mm-hmm. just like and it's so the sense of humor is so dark and just merciless. And pointed. Pointed. Yeah, oh, it's it's brutal. I mean, so it satirizes privatization of of public institutions because we have the corporation buying out the police department, right? Uh mm-hmm. which which was something that was happening in the 80s but is really happening now. Um, it satirizes how people place their faith in the benevolence of big private corporations, mm-hmm. and, and shows you how completely uh, apathetic the people who run those corporations are to everything other than money, to the lives of people, T- to the lives, even to the lives of each other. Because yep. uh, when, at the beginning, when when the the Ed two o nine goes haywire and kills the guy, like the they're just sort of mildly annoyed. They're just sort of like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, they're not like horrified at the violence they've just witnessed. The Man's
0: comment after the guy gets blown away. Yeah, is I'm very disappointed in you, Dick.
1: Yeah, yeah, they don't care, and and it, we we mentioned it at the end of our summer there. The the uh, the uh, uh, Bob Morton's buddy when Dick gets blown out the window, he's so happy, and yeah, mm-hmm. that, I mean, and that is that's a funny beat, but there's also a very pointed satire there because like these, even the relatively likable ones, they do not care about human life. No. all they care about is their own fortune, their own position. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- th- it's the movie satirizing that. It satirizes the crassness and the exploitative nature of the news media because every time the news reporters are talking about like some horrible violence they cut to this really graphic bit of footage like of somebody being resuscitated or like mm-hmm. a gruose of like a gruesome crime scene right. um it satirizes just generally how popular culture sucks and desensitizes us to violence and encourages us to find things like death and war and entertaining distracts us. and distracts dist- and yeah, dis- distracts us from important stuff so there's and i mean uh, there there's just as much irony in this movie as there is violence and and the irony is a lot sharper than the violence like the the blood oh, yeah. sh- the bloodshed is really over the top but the but but uh, and the irony also helps to cut the violence like it makes it easier to watch cuz you see that it's not just gratuitous like it's making a point um yep. and finally the movie works on a human level because ultimately we are meant to be invested in murphy um, he's not just an action prop. He's not just a vehicle for the movie's political messages. And in fact, if the movie had treated him that way, they would be doing the same thing to him that the creators of RoboCop at OCP do to him. They would be treating right. him as just like a prop, as like a product.
0: Well, they said your product. They, uh, Dick Jones tells him that. Yeah. Your product. Your product. Yeah. He You says belong it. to us. Yeah.
1: And, and Bob Morton treats him the same way. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's not like the movie doesn't treat him that way. The movie sees, shows us that he, even after he becomes Robocop, he's a human being. He has a conscience. There's a, there's a capacity to, to work contrary to his programming to an extent. Um, There's tragedy to him because Mm -hmm. he realizes that he has lost a lot of his memory. And even though he says he can't remember, he knows that there's a part of his life that is missing. He's aware of the absence um he struggles with his identity you know who yep. is he now um and and ultimately
0: cuz he's not Murphy technically
1: right he doesn't ever refer to himself as Murphy after he becomes RoboCop but mm-hmm. you, but you can tell that he still i you know is very attached to that person that he was and and uh, and then ultimately in the final shot he chooses to be Murphy when when yep. the old man says that good shooting kid what's your name he says Murphy even if that's not who he is anymore, that's who he wants to be, that's who he chooses Mm -hmm. to be. Not the product, but the person that he was. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's funny, it's such a funny movie. It's incredibly entertaining. It's a great example of it's one of my favorite kinds of movies because it is simultaneously a send up of something while also being a great example of the thing it's sending up.
0: And also it, being original.
1: And being original too absolutely. it's it's a big, cheesy, over the top 1980s action movie, but it's also this really, really sharp satire of all kinds of things and of movies like that and of other stuff that that kind of collectively make the 80s such an awful, shitty, destructive decade in many ways. Um, <laughs> well,
0: and- it was really pushing all of that shit right back in, in their face. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. All of the shitty attitudes in the 80s are... On display for the villains.
1: Yeah, totally. In this movie, totally. So it's just, uh, and it's got a little bit of heart thrown in there too. So I mean, like, what more could you want? It's just, it's a really, really great movie. So there you go. I liked, I liked it tremendously.
0: Yeah, me too. That's it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Good movie. Thanks. Um, RoboCop is one of those movies that I wish wasn't relevant anymore. Oh boy! I really wish it was like we had to explain all the things that it was going up against, and why the satire and and all of the political commentary in RoboCop no longer applies. <laughs> no. It's we haven't it. Uh, things, why, Steve? It's even why more is relevant it still now. A pertinent
1: movie. <laughs> it's even more relevant now than it was back then, which is a terrible tragedy for our society. It is. Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> How did the guy in that fake sitcom become president? Oh, my God. Anyway. Robocop is a fantastic film because of all of the things that steve just mentioned right it makes it a very difficult movie to quantify it, it, you know you, you can say okay it's a sci-fi thriller but it's also a drama mm-hmm. but it's also a satire but it's also a parody mm-hmm. but it's not parodying a, a given genre it's parodying us <laughs> this is this is someone looking at 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 american culture at that time and kind of to an extent now, and saying, here's everything that's awful in America right now, and I'm going to not only poke fun of it, but all of the awful things are, are are basically the bad guy's traits, right? Yeah. And that was bold. There were a lot of people that missed the point. A couple of people called the movie fascist. And then I thought, well, then again, not very many people actually know what fascism is. Yeah. But they hated the idea of RoboCop, right? A robot that, um, you know, enforces the law. When watching this for the very first time, I wanted a RoboCop. (laughs) This RoboCop. This RoboCop, yeah. There's a very good reason why I want this RoboCop, and that is the moment that he starts choking. And when he starts choking Clarence Boddicker. Because he stops... And arrest him, yeah. Right. Right. This RoboCop can't racially profile. This RoboCop <laughs> right. doesn't have anything to bring. You can't bring anything in against him. You can't bribe him. What are you going to bribe a RoboCop with? <laughs> a
1: what do jar, you even uh, fall for the bribe? A, a jar of Gerber's.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: Have some pureed carrots, man. Come on. Look <laughs> the other way.
0: Now they do bring out the fact that he is kind of cold. And he is kind of, you know, that the, a lot of the human element. When he's, especially when he's first on the street, he's kind of cold and indifferent. He says things, but he doesn't necessarily mean them because he's a robot, right? Right. He says his pleases and his thank yous, but in a way, isn't that preferable <laughs> 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 to overemotional people who get way too excited about car chases or just? too scared of someone because of the color of their skin or Mm -hmm. you know they had a bad day or whatever the reasons are now I know a lot of people are saying you're making this way too political and I'm saying yeah I am not all cops are like that I know a lot of cops and I like every single one of them Uh, but the whole idea that this somehow has fascist tendencies I disagree with this movie has violent liberal tendencies right yeah this is a deeply (laughs) liberal movie oh yeah It very much is saying, this is what happens when corporations take over, right? This is what happens when you allow corporations to be benevolent with society. Yeah everything for a company whose sole purpose is to make money is only going to do things so it can make money all of the decisions that are made in this movie are made to make the company money all of the commercial parodies that are in here are parodies about excess which is what the 80s were all about oh. right the guy who's holding the mayor hostage Literally says, I want a car, one that gets awful gas (laughs) mileage. That's too big and gets terrible gas mileage.
1: He also says that he wants a recount from the last election. And even if he lost, he wants to keep his job.
0: He wants to to keep his job. (laughs) There is a lot of great satire in here that is not underlined, right? Yeah. That's why a lot of people probably miss the point of Robocop. And they just viewed it as a fun action movie about a robot man. That's fine. You can enjoy it that way. Mm -hmm. But there's so much here that is layered into it that the whole movie is so, so much richer and deeper and more textured than a movie about a robot man should probably be. On its face value, it is one of the dumbest premises (laughs) for a movie you can possibly imagine. They made a robot policeman. This movie is so much better than the face, vet, you know, the, the just general description of it. Guy becomes a robot cop man. Oh, yeah. And that's what makes this movie great. It is, if you've never seen it and you sit down and you think, oh, I'm gonna get a bunch of action schlock, but, but, uh, you know, a bunch of dumb one-liners, the characters are gonna be relatively shallow. It's not. There's little tiny bits and bobs and, I mean, a lot of these characters aren't super well-developed, but they're developed enough that you give a shit about them. Even the fucking police sergeant in the squad room has these little tiny moments with his individual police officers. We get to spend time with the actual cops. Yeah. Right? It's not like in in a worse movie, RoboCop would have just shown up and we wouldn't have spent any time about how this is impacting the police. But they didn't overuse that, right? Right. It didn't become a major theme of the movie. Like, for example, they're about to gun down Robocop in that parking lot. SWAT team's for it because they've spent no time with him. The police have already accepted him as a police officer. Right. Right? They literally say, he's one of us. What are you doing? You can't do this. Right? Didn't matter if he was a robot, if he was a robot with a couple of chunks of person in him. Didn't matter. (laughs) They already accepted him as being a cop, right? Yeah. So, and it manages to do that with very little, just just the right words at the right place at the right time, just the right bits of satire. The one where a a laser testing satellite in in orbit accidentally went off and killed two former presidents (laughs) in Santa Barbara (laughs) is a throwaway news story. Yeah that ends with a nation grieves a loss and then they move right into yeah. some other garbage yeah. about and OCP
1: their banter is always so light and frivolous like nothing matters mm-hmm. at all yeah.
0: so light and frothy and that's what makes this movie great Is it dark? Yeah. But it's not so dark that it makes you feel hopeless. No. Right? I'm not joking. Murphy's death scene, and especially the unedited death scene, which goes on a lot longer than in the movie, is gruesome and awful. But it's gruesome and awful for a very major reason. You want RoboCop to kill every single one of those men that did that to him. Yeah and you're waiting for that to happen, right? It sets up something that you hope is going to is going to go forward and it does, right? Yeah. Great villains, great villains. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not super deep. No, no. RoboCop doesn't sit down with them and play a game of chess before they start fighting or anything <laughs> like that. But we we get it. We know what motivates them, right? Oh, yeah. And we don't need much more than that. There are no redeeming qualities um, to Clarence Boddicker's character, aside from the fact that he likes baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. it. He
1: wants to see the Tigers. That's it.
0: Yeah, it's nice to know that in the future, the Tigers are still a team, yep. and they're still playing they're still baseball. Yep. <laughs> so what am I saying? Um, if you want to see how it doesn't matter, guys, if you guys are aspiring screenwriters out there, if you guys um, – And I don't think this is happening that much anymore, but the movies that are great are the movies that take risks and nail it, right? Yeah. There was no other RoboCop movie before this. Everyone has tried to make a Robocop movie after this and have failed miserably. Oh It doesn't matter how dumb your premise is, so long as you take it seriously, you know what it is that you're trying to say, you establish the world that it's being presented in, and you understand what it is that you want to say by the end of the film, right? Yep, yep. This is a movie about someone, about a brand new kind of creature, because he's not Murphy, but he's not really a robot, right? Discovering who he is, discovering reawakening to his emotional life, right? And satire about uh, American society, American, not so much American politics, because here's the thing. We're led to believe that corporations, for the most part, run the country at this point. Right. Funny that...
1: Yeah, well, and you know, I think that's one of the reasons why some people might miss the political content because I think some people sort of assume that if a movie isn't taking a politically an explicit politically partisan side, right. that it's not political, but because there's never anything in RoboCop that's like Republicans suck or, you know, no. It's it's political.
0: It's the ideals it, that the people yeah, project. Exactly. And at no point does RoboCop stand in front of Dick and go Corporations like you will never succeed. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) This is what Reagan has done to America.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, not only is it a great movie, it is maybe one of the best movies that have been made in the last hundred years. And it's about a robot man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, classic, Steve. Classic? Oh, absolutely. One of the best movies of the 80s. If it's not the best action movie of the 80s, it's in the top two or three. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just terrific. It's fantastic.
0: Yes, it yeah. is. Okay. And now it's time for our to not recommend. Steve, <laughs> oh. do you have a not recommend? I do. What movie do you not recommend, Steve? I'm going to not recommend
1: a movie from a couple years after RoboCop that also stars Peter Weller, um, who is a fantastic actor who has some really, really terrific uh, projects on his resume. Mm-hmm. RoboCop chief among them. But, uh, you know, not everything the man has done has turned out so great. <laughs> and uh, he he did a movie a couple years after RoboCop. And, you know, we talked about we praise RoboCop for how original it is. And uh, that's and that's very true. But the movie I'm going to not recommend is is n- not very original. Um, okay, it's so not It's actually it manages to be derivative of like two or three movies at once. Um, <laughs> it's it's a movie from 1989 called Leviathan. And this was one of the 1989 was uh, was the the year of Batman and was the year of movies about the deep sea Mm -hmm. because there was Leviathan and there was also the abyss and there was also Deep Star Six that were all they were all movies about people way down deep in the ocean.
0: Yeah, and Leviathan knew that Abyss was coming, so they made a movie real quick. Yeah. And then Deep Star 6 knew that Leviathan <laughs> was being made, so they made Deep Star 6. And they were all, the other two were real shitty. Everybody's making ocean movies, quick! <laughs> um, and yeah,
1: Leviathan, it, it's it's very, it feels very derivative. Uh, you can't really say it's derivative of the Abyss, because the Abyss technically was, you know, I mean, it, I, it, it wasn't really out yet when they were making Leviathan, nope. but still, it's very similar, And but it's really, it's. It's really derivative of alien and mm. of the thing. And you really, if, if you're going to be reminding people of, of great movies, make sure you're making a great movie too. <laughs> and, and Leviathan is definitely not uh, a great movie. Um, it, no. ha- it has it has a decent cast in addition to Peter Weller, Richard Crenna is in it. It's always nice to see him. And uh, yeah. or Ernie Hudson Total is in it. Total
0: believable as a guy all the way under the water.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, you know, and, um, and it was directed, unfortunately, by uh, George P. Cosmatos, who is. Known for making a lot of movies in the 80s that look like they're episodes of action adventure series on TV because yep. uh, he's just not a very creative or imaginative, he's a journeyman. He's a he's why are we at the bottom of the sea, Hannibal? Exactly, it's totally. I thought when I because he also directed uh, First Blood Part Two, um, and uh, uh. I and watching First Blood Part Two. My uh, my my initial reaction was, this, this feels like an episode of the A team like this doesn't feel like a movie and that's just that's just george cosmatos's style he just has very very he's a very workman like just basic shoot for coverage make sure everything's framed right there you go my job's done it's in focus yeah exactly (laughs) he's just yeah it's like if you if you want to technically have a movie that you can show people when it's done hire george cosmatos and he will do won't be artistically accomplished at all but it will be a movie um so yeah that is my that is my not recommendation if you want watch Robocop and you think, boy, this Peter Weller guy, I've been missing out on him. Uh, Skip Leviathan, you don't need to see that.
0: Well, as you guys know, I review a movie from the same year as the movie we just reviewed, and it's 1987. Mm-hmm. You came out of RoboCop, and you're like, oh, boy, I want another robot movie. <laughs> what, are we, what kind of robot movies are out there? And maybe you did what I did. You heard there was another robot movie, and it's a comedy. <gasps> but someone left off the romantic part, and you went to go see it, and you regret it to this day. Oh, no. The movie I'm telling you guys not to watch, and I doubt you'll be able to find it anywhere because it sucked. <laughs> I don't think it ever came out on DVD or nothing. It's a movie that stars Anne Magnuson and John Malkovich. And it's called Making Mr. Right. Mm. Ever, ever heard of that movie, Steve? I
1: don't think I've ever even heard of it.
0: There's a reason. <laughs> okay, so uh, John Malkovich is a guy who's building a rocket to go into deep space. And everyone's like, hey, you know what? The uh, the astronaut's going to be all alone in that rocket in deep space. They'll go crazy because people need other people. And he's like, don't worry, I made a robot named Ulysses. And he, oh yeah, also, this robot looks exactly like me. And the (laughs) robot falls in love with... People and becomes a better person than John Malkovich, and then Ag and Magnuson falls in love with the stupid robot. And then <laughs> and then the professor who hates people goes into the rocket ship because we knew the minute we found out he hates people instead of the robot so that the robot and Ann magnuson can fuck each other. The end I hated snow who greenlit this picture. <laughs> It's stupid. It has all of the stupid love romance things, but it's a robot that acts like he's like a little tiny mentally disabled guy. and But we're supposed to love him, because who couldn't love John Malkovich's face? <laughs> Especially if it's a robot. He
1: just has an innately lovable quality, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Yeah.
0: That's right. If you love... If you love the cuteness of, of, a, of a Notre Dame gargoyle, then you love John Malkovich's weird alien oh put him right in your skull. Boy, don't see it. It's oh, stupid. Wow, It's stupid.
1: If 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 the logline for it had been, Anne Magnuson falls in love with the stupid
0: robot, I might want to see it just for that. But... <laughs> <laughs> But it was called Making Mr. Right, so I should have known better, but I didn't because I went to go see everything that came out of the movie theaters because I was dumb. a <laughs> Dumb 18-year-old who couldn't afford cable, so I went to every movie he could possibly find. That's mistake number one. <laughs> Don't. No. <laughs> Fast
1: forward and hey, here Steve. we are.
0: Hey, Steve. Yeah. Guess what time it is. It's
1: time to make a terrible choice?
0: No. It's not? It's...
1: It's birthday time. <gasps> That's right. Next month is both of our birthdays.
0: That's right. The month of May, we both have our birthday because we're both maybes. And what we do for our birthdays is we get to choose what movie we're going to watch. And it's usually a movie that we would never review because it's not a classic or not so well known as being a bad movie that would be considered classically bad. Right, Steve? Exactly. And so I let Steve choose what movie we're going to review next, and he told me, and I've got to leave now because I don't look forward to the future anymore. I've been trapped in this garage for, a God, a month now, and I just, and now the idea of watching this movie in the dark in my dirty garage is just driving me to the point of not even wanting to get up anymore. Steve? Uh-huh. What movie, one of your favorites, yes. that is not considered
1: a classic? No, it is not. Unfortunately, it is not.
0: The movie that we threatened to review several times in the, in the life of this podcast. What movie are we doing for your... Can I say how old you're going to be? You, yes, please. For his 40th birthday. Isn't that nice? I well, forty years old. I
1: sound I sound a lot younger, don't I? Yeah, so do yeah. I. Yeah, yeah. I
0: sound younger than you do.
1: That's true. Well, and you're very. You have a very youthful bearing as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. and this year I'm turning fifty-one. Yeah. Oh boy, Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> well, when you put it that way,
0: I'm just gonna. I'm throwing myself into the estuary. I'm not. That's this is between what you're gonna make <laughs> us review and this.
1: Okay, so the movie we're going to review next time for my birthday it is it is one of my favorite movies, um, but it's also a movie that I haven't actually watched for a while for reasons that will probably become apparent when I tell you what the movie is. Um, the movie that we're going to watch for next for the next episode is the 2006 superhero film, the uh, the failed attempt to rejuvenate one of the great franchises of modern cinema. Um, <laughs>
0: Super Boy there's been so many I know. so many times they've tried to bring this thing back to life they just should give up and call it at this point. <laughs>
1: We've made enough of these. This is fine. <laughs> um we're going to review Superman returns. Mm. Which uh Unfortunately, not given certain given given certain uh, facts that have come to light over the last few years. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, was directed by Brian Singer and co-stars uh, Kevin Spacey. So <laughs>
0: directed by Brian Singer and starring
1: co-stars Kevin Spacey. So it's going to be Spazie. it's going to be a little uncomfortable, maybe.
0: Uh-huh. Um, and also, Bill Cosby as Superman's dog, Crypto.
1: <laughs> Produced by Harvey Weinstein. He did. He doesn't even work for this studio, but we brought him in. I'm sure none of this will come back to bite us in the ass.
0: Steve and I play fight a lot on this show. Yes. You know, a a casual listener might think that Steve and I don't really like each other all that much because we bicker. But if you guys wanted any more proof that I actually love Steve very much (laughs) is the fact that I am willing... To review a movie that I flat out fucking hate because he's my friend Exactly. and maybe I'll learn something from his lengthy explanation <laughs> as to why Superman Returns is even worth a view considering who made it and who's in it.
1: <laughs> or maybe you'll find even more things to hate about it.
0: Hey, Steve, how many scenes does Lex Luthor have with that little boy?
1: Oh,
0: how many, Steve? A couple.
1: A couple. And
0: who's directing that little the, boy? The
1: Brian Singer man who did bad things.
0: Uh-huh. They both
1: did such bad things.
0: So anytime you hear us play fighting later on, or if you go back and listen to our old reviews, just remember, we're just pretending, because I'm willing to do this.
1: <laughs> we do really like each other.
0: I've made Steve watch my crappy picks. That, and- <laughs> but unfortunately, Steve is like the... <laughs> or at least not hated them at least not hated them outright that's true that's true okay that's it you've made it through another episode of late seating (laughs) (sighs) this has been Jason Harding and see a movie this week
1: and this has been Steve Shives mind if I zip this up
0: I was gonna ask. Hmm? Could you? Oh, oh yes, can of we, course. Can we end this? You're turning forty. It's no longer acceptable. It, I was ignoring. I've been ignoring it for six years. Okay. Please. You're, you keep saying okay, but it's still staring oh, me oh, right oh, in so, the face. Okay.
1: Oh yeah. Maybe. You know what? Maybe if I just took a closer shot of myself in the webcam, so you couldn't see it.
0: Okay, by putting it right into the webcam? Oh, okay.
1: Sorry, I was, I was, I was. Uh, yeah, okay.
0: You had to stand on the chair to do that. I'm sorry.
1: I'm gonna. I'm putting. It, I'm putting it away. I'm putting it away. Thank okay. you. Okay. Can I
0: look back at my screen? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You know what? Turning around. That's just not. That's not. <laughs> good. do no, I'm glad you think it's funny. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. I just
1: implied I saw your butthole. You did, and it was funny, and people are going to laugh.
0: We're cerebral.
1: You know, that's what keeps me interested in this show and working with you, is I always know we're going to do something classy and smart. (laughs)
0: Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast.